Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Green Room Podcast. I'm Matthew Bruni, and joining me once again is Colin Mitchell. And Colin, I'm holding this phone in my hand. Um, we got John Bugs, the North Texas commit, um, had a storm go through uh, his part of Louisiana and was not able to join us on the video, but we got him on the phone. John, you there? Oh, yeah, I'm here. How, how are you doing today? Man, I'm doing great, man. I'm blessed. How you doing? I'm I'm doing great. Um, so so y'all holding out over there in Louisiana? Y'all you doing all right? Oh yeah, everything's straight. We just had some little some little minor weather inconveniences. That's about it. I mean, if there's one thing I learned when I moved to Louisiana is there's a lot of weather inconveniences. <laughs> definitely, definitely. You so, feel me on that one? Yeah, <laughs> I think two weeks after I moved here is when Ida hit, so I had to move. Oh, yeah. I had to drive back to Texas. From there, so it was a uh, yeah. I, I know plenty about it. The thing that was crazy down here is my first August. It's like every month of August, at least in Baton Rouge, which is obviously South Louisiana, it rains every single day. It, uh, yeah, and I'm obviously it's hurricane season, but it just rains every single day, and it's just like, all right, well, I guess I'm not going outside today. Oh, right. Exactly. Um. All right. Well, let's 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 get into North Texas a bit. First of all, congratulations on your um, commitment. Um. You know, transferring to North Texas. Uh. What went into that decision for you? Uh. What was it like in the portal? Um. And everything. Um. Well, the decision was pretty easy. Um. I ain't gonna lie, because you know we already knew each other. We had history. Um, I actually, you know, they knew me from JUCO or whatever, but I actually, um, one of my high school teammates had played at North Texas, Abu. So, you know, it was kind of easy. We all knew, like, a lot of people between me and the coaching staff. We had a lot of mutual connections and stuff like that, too. So it wasn't really hard, you know. After I seen who they was bringing on as assistant coaches, I'm like, okay, these are my guys. Like, I already knew them. They recruited me from other different spots and stuff, you know? So, um, that that decision, it, it really wasn't too hard. And with my parents uh, getting older, they touching their 60s now, you know, they, they really kind of wanted me closer to home, you feel me? Mm-hmm. So, uh, it's only probably about three and a half hours from the crib. So... Um, it was a pretty easy decision for me. But as far as the portal, it was crazy. I ain't going to lie. Like, the last two times I was in the portal, it was it was pretty crazy. But this time, it was just like, I don't know. It just all happened so quick, you know. Um, it's not my first time being recruited. But like I said, everybody was just – telling me everything I wanted to hear, and they all wanted me to visit, like, the next day, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it was definitely a different process than me coming out of high school or me coming out of uh, JUCO or when I left UMass or whatever. But um, it was a great experience, you know? It made me feel it, – it, it, like, validated, like, that I was – you know, I was who I thought I was. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So – it was good because, I mean, I ended up hearing from, you know, schools from pretty much every conference, um, from low majors to the high majors. So it was it was definitely like a, a sense of validation for myself. From a basketball standpoint, obviously you had all those personal reasons for coming to North Texas, but from a basketball standpoint, how different is it going to be for you to go from a team like UTSA that, you know, plays faster than North Texas does with North Texas being one of the slowest teams. And then also from a defensive standpoint, having to be very physical, very, uh, you know, engaged, engaged, high energy. What what, what is it like? What is that transition for you? Obviously you haven't done a practice or anything yet, but thinking Uh, forward. Well, I'm not sure. Uh, Basically, uh, John, basically, John, are you excited to play defense? Yeah. Okay, I'm a, I'm I'm trying to formulate how I'm gonna do my answer. Look, okay. first of all, uh, the um the transition not gonna be hard. You know what I'm saying? In high school, I played in like a system for real, and mm-hmm. we played slower. So 
I'm one of those people that, like, you can put me in the system and I, it'll work, like, just because, like, my game thrives off of just, like, shot making. So I can play in the, pretty much any system. But, um, I mean, from basketball perspective, what got me with North Texas is even though they play slow, like, one of my first conversations with them was, like, oh, you made 80-something threes this year. How are we going to get you to make 100? You feel me? So, like, I feel like it's not going to be too much different from a basketball perspective um, offensively anyways. But defensively, um, I don't know. I kind of hang my hat on defense. Like, most people don't know this, but, like, I don't know. I feel like I'm, I'm one of the probably the best defenders in the conference last year. Like, if you ask the guards I was playing against, like, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm giving you, I'm giving you smoke. Like, when you when you <laughs> play against me, like, you gonna have to hit me with some, you know. Like, I'm not one of those guys that that just yeah people scoring easily. <clears throat> and I think it was kind of not seen because. Uh, area of emphasis or focus was not defense at UTSA. Um, no knock to them, but that, to be honest, like that wasn't an area that we focused on a lot. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So it kind of just flew under the radar. But if you go back to like my JUCO days, or I was like one of the best defenders in JUCO. I think people had like a 19% field goal on me in JUCO. You can look it up uh, through the uh, synergy, mm-hmm. but. Uh, yeah, like, so I think, like, I think that's an underrated skill that, like, a lot of people don't know about me that, like, obviously Coach Hodge know that. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. But I feel like that that was one of the, the strong points of my game. It's kind of like a 3-and-D type of person. Like, that's that's what I kind of do. So I don't yeah. feel like that would be much of a change for me just because I'm a competitor. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't like getting scored on. You know what I'm saying? I understand the concepts of defense is not hard, and I, I feel like I can be plugged in here pretty easy, honestly. Um, you mentioned, uh, did you have a prior relationship or with with Coach Hodge, or did he uh, did he recruit you at, at any point, or was it like uh, what was it like getting to know him? I guess in this process. Um, honestly, so um, I'm like person who helped me with my recruiting or whatever, uh, shout out him. Uh, but he kind of connected me and Coach Hodge together. And uh, initially when I hit the portal, North Texas wasn't um, recruiting me because H- Coach Hodge didn't know I was going to be graduating. He thought I was going to have to sit out. And, uh, okay. um, so he, he uh, we were familiar with each other from last year when I was in JUCO, but they didn't really, you know, press me too hard. But, um, man, when he found out that I was graduating, you know, he hit me. And to be honest, like, the first time we talked, we talked for, like, 45 minutes. And, like, he talked for, like, 42, and I talked for, like, three. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, That's funny. It was a great conversation, man, like, Honestly, it was very, like, genuine and, like, you know, like, he was like, this is what I want for you. He's like, I'm man, I want you to be the first person I sign. He was like, you know how big that would be for me and, and my era here in North Texas and stuff like that? And he was just saying, like, uh, you know, like, what what – better what can you do better than go against somebody who's like prepared to beat you like he's like i know everything about your game i watch countless hours of film on you like basically just running it with me and then from that day on man he called me every day like mm-hmm. 30 45 minutes just running it you know about his family my family just life stuff and so we gained a pretty good relationship um so probably about three Two and a half, three weeks in, that's when I visited. And, man, it was just, I don't know, it was just good vibes, you know. Like, he gave me, like, he gave me what I wanted to see out of my next head coach. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was everything I wanted to be. The relationship that we had built in a short amount of time was definitely, like, influential also in me making my decisions. So, shout out, Coach, man. 
just to be clear, because uh, on the when I'm looking up your stats and stuff, it says you were a sophomore last year. You said you're graduating. So how many more years of eligibility do you have? Yeah, so I got two years of eligibility left. Um, I play, I uh, got injured in 19. Um, I came to JUCO. I got injured in 20. So my first year playing for real was 21-22 in college. And then I played last year, this past year at UTSA. And now I got two to play. Okay. Because of COVID and redshirt. Okay. That makes sense. How, how old are you, John? Uh, I'm 23. Okay. Oh, happy birthday. Oh, happy birthday. Happy birthday. I, I forgot. I did see that on Twitter. Um. All right. Yeah. So you got two years left. So you'll be playing to you like 26, 27, man. Yeah. Stay. And I'll be the old head. You'll be the old head. <laughs> um, uh, Going through your path since we brought it up, so this will be so you went from UMass to JUCO to UTSA right. to North Texas, right? Right, that's the. I I remember on Twitter it looked like some UMass people were throwing you love too. Uh, just yeah. What have all those stops? I mean, not to you know make it too long of a question, but like all those stops, how do you feel like they kind of shaped you into like? player you are now and the, i guess the person you are now because that's a lot of different levels you're going to back and forth and up and, and regionally too i mean and regionally too yeah yeah I, I mean i just i think it just um broadened like my eyes pretty much on like from all angles of life honestly like it was just umass was good for me um just because it was different you know um juco like JUCO was the trenches because I was living great at UMass, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, JUCO was the trenches. I didn't, and I didn't go to, like, a, a big-name JUCO for real. So, it was like, when I was at UMass, you feel me? Like, I felt like I was on top of the world. And then the injuries happened, and, you know, it kind of, like, I was super low, you know what I'm saying? And, that, and then my injuries happened, and I was at JUCO. So, I was, like, super low and stuff like that but like i'm super thankful for like my injuries you know what i'm saying like they just changed my whole perspective on life like on the way i approach the game like i'm just much more appreciative in that aspect but um at juco like i was saying that was the trenches man it was tough out there like you know i was coming off two acl injuries like i didn't necessarily have the proper things to take care of my body you know yeah but I went above and beyond. Like, I really learned how to take care of my body with less at JUCO. You know what I'm saying? And then coming to UTSA, you know, it was just, like, a real experience for me to get my confidence back. Like, just playing at, at the Division One level again. Like, yeah, I don't know. It was it was crazy, bro. Like, <laughs> I yeah. don't know how to, how to explain it other than crazy. But, um Oh no, man! It's it's a great feeling that you know lose it all and come back. So it just sure. really made me feel like I could really just do anything. Like, and then me me getting the opportunity now to transfer to a, like a highly respected program like North Texas, it just it just proves to myself like I could do anything I really put my mind to. And th- these experiences they they've been great. I mean. I feel like they shaped me into like a wholesome person. Um, and I can, you know, um, I got stories to tell, you know what I'm saying? I've been through some stuff. I, I've seen this and that, and uh, I've experienced a lot of different things that a lot of people can't necessarily say they've experienced. So I think um, that makes my story kind of unique and um, it shapes the way that I interact with people, you know what I'm saying? The way I go about trying to live my life and stuff like that is kind of based on uh, it's kind of based on my career and and how it's went. Honestly, yeah. So. When uh when Ross was talking to you and for forty two of the forty five minutes, did he did he talk about the uh, success that junior college players had had like with him and like the players that had gone that have gone that route? I mean, with um, especially this past year with Tyler and all, all the guys. Well, no, nah, we didn't really um touch on that because like it was already understood. You feel me? Like, yeah. I already knew Jayham Reese. Like I already 
already knew. Okay, so you know the yeah, so you knew the history of kind of yeah, the past few years in North guys. Texas. I know those guys um, just from like Abu, like me being up there. Like I, I used to come to the games and stuff all the time when I was in JUCO and stuff. You know what okay. I'm saying? So, like I, I, I know those guys, so I know I'm there for them. So it wasn't like a lot of selling. Okay. To do. It was just about you know connecting, building a relationship, and then going from there. Yeah. Right. Huh? Um. So. Just to uh, kind of get away from basketball, what's one thing that you know the, you want to let the fans know about yourself that they may not know about you? Whether that's something like a hobby or, or, or something that you do. Um. Let me see. Oh, my hobby. My hobby. What I do on my off time is like I ride and train horses. Okay. Really. Oh, like, yeah. That's so, live. Like, that's, that's my thing. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I was gonna say I didn't know what what y'all doing up there in North Louisiana. That yeah, I ride and train horses. Man. Oh, that's so cool. I've been doing I've been doing that since I uh, like ten or eleven, like training part. I've been riding since you know before I had a basketball in my hand. But Dang. yeah, that's my thing, man. Do you, um I don't know if this probably might be a dumb question, but did do you watch did you watch like the Kentucky Derby like? Like of no, like horse, I actually, I usually horse racing, and it's, and it's funny because uh my best friend sent me the videos because he's from Kentucky, but uh no I didn't watch it man we had we had a lot of stuff going on with my family we had a mm-hmm. uh, a death an unexpected death so oh, it's sorry for been, your loss man yeah it's kind of been a crazy uh week but I usually do watch it though yeah okay interesting um. All right, man. I think I think that's all we got. I think that's well, we kept you long enough, man. I, it was great talking to you, get uh, getting to meet you, um, and everything like that. Um, hope everything's good up there in Homer. Uh, you're, if you're ever down in Baton Rouge, let me know. Oh, uh, definitely. <laughs> Actually, I might be down there in a couple of days. Oh, damn, I'll let you know. all right, all right, man. Sure. All right, yeah. Let me know. Let me know. All right, John. Appreciate it, man. Well, I appreciate you too. Y'all have a good day. Thanks, man. You, you too. too. What a guy. Yo, it's an amazement that Ross got 42 minutes because we got three minutes and he got he got 13, 13 right? minutes. I was like, Ross must have been going crazy. Ross, Ross was going. Cause I I love John. John could talk, man. That was John's great. awesome. I love John. That was great. So um, great stories, man. Great all around awesome the horse thing's pretty cool actually i've never heard that yeah i was wondering i was like i was like i hey, know north louisiana i don't know what they getting into up there but that's that's cool oh. what, what's that called equestrian is that what's called equestrian, I guess you train so. horses being an equestrian well i thought equestrian was i don't know i can't say no. oh it's relating to horse riding okay well you know close enough maybe <laughs> maybe maybe but shout out john um and shout out John shouting out uh the person who helps him with recruiting. That was funny. That was funny. <laughs> we both looked at each other like he didn't say his name or nothing. He just <laughs> shouted him out. I was like, him out. All right. Well, hey, he'll know. He'll know when he hears it. Um, um go ahead. So obviously we just got done interviewing John Bugs, but North Texas also recruited two other players. Um forward slash center and another guard from Dakota City. I unfortunately forgot both their names just by uh you know because are you gonna ask me the question and then forget their names jason edwards from dakota city was it dakota dodge city i thought dodge city i'm sorry dodge city and then uh robert allen from uh mississippi state Ole miss i'm sorry jesus christ that's all right i was i was sending the link to our next guest so i didn't i wasn't yeah really no it's okay you. yeah so just to reiterate listen. robert <laughs> robert allen from Ole miss and then yeah. uh Jason Edwards from Dodge yep. City. Uh, and Jason, what, what, uh, Edwards comes over, was it 21 points per game last year? Everyone's very, very excited. Six foot one guard. Um, looks like exactly what you expect the North Texas point junior college point guard to come in looking like. <laughs> well, you know what's interesting is that score first guard. They've gotten taller still with, at the guard position. Like, Even with 6'1, six, 6'3, six, yeah. Yeah, 6'1, six, 6'3, six, because you had Tyler Perry, who's 5'11, 5'10. And then yeah. Javion was what? Or Javion. Uh, Oh my gosh, 
Man, you having a you having. I'm a having. Day, I've been having memory issues recently. It's kind of bad. Oh I'm not even kidding. I'm not even kidding. The other day, I Norma told me she goes, "I was trying to think of something I just did and I couldn't remember it." Uh, but yeah, the, 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 the garbage. I can't still remember his name somehow. I know exactly who it is. Having well, Kai. Kai, Kai, Kai like Jesus two. Christ. Kai, Kai was like one. six two six. Yeah. So six, hey, you get bigger seven. the guard position, and then you get. I I don't know what Robert. I mean, you would know more about Robert <laughs> Allen than I would. But Ole Miss, hmm. he didn't play a lot, but 6'8", he adds experience, he has physicality. So, I mean, that's, I'm, that's I'm, I like all these pickups. They're great I pickups. like them, like I said, um, Edwards, 6'1", 20-point-per-game scorer in junior college level. Where have we heard a prolific junior college scorer before, right? Like, we've heard it from Rose, Javion, Tyler, like – Completely fits the mold of what what North Texas wants at the guard position. I mean, shoot, Bugs for UTSA. He was a prolific scorer last year. Yeah, exactly, UTSA. exactly. Forty percent three point shooter. Like you know yep. what you're getting from Bugs too. Yep. So as that as a one two punch, um, let's not forget they still have Aaron on this team. They still have Ruben on this team. Um, <clears throat> so you have those two, uh, Sissoko still here, and then uh, they add Robert Allen and who's a six eight forward who. I think personally, like even if he's not a starter, you give him, you put him as a backup to um, Aaron Scott, and you're like, okay, now we have two six eight guys we can rotate in there at the four spot, and uh, it gets. I mean, it's kind of like a Jaden Martinez replacement, and I think it's probably an upgrade for a guy who played 16 minutes per game at Ole Miss last year. Yep, I can believe it. Not only that, you could also probably put him at center as well. <clears throat> well, my whole thing was, I think Aaron Scott's a a high major player. Oh, like, I can buy. I, I was surprised. I mean, I, we both talked about this a lot. We were surprised that Aaron Scott didn't go somewhere else just because or of the how, tech or to tech, but anywhere else. I mean, yeah, he is. He's last in the, in the postseason last year. He or this last season, oh, I guess. Elite. He just he just came out. He just coming out yeah. party was amazing. So, exactly. so with these pickups, I am very excited <clears throat> about this team going next year. And I don't think that this is going to be a quote unquote rebuilding year. Obviously, it's going to be a harder conference from a basketball standpoint. But I think they are in the same spot they were last year, where they're going to have to come out with obviously something to prove, but they have the players and experience to to do very well. Like, obviously, Tyler and Abu were, like, known commodities. Yeah. But you look at it from, like, a talent perspective, I just – they've already kind of reloaded all the spots that we need. And if Sissoko at the five can be what we think he is. Well, what he was. Think, if he could, or, yeah, I mean, what he was, listen so. – all I, but, I mean, from a consistency standpoint, it's kind of sure. getting, you know, you gotta get sure. there. So, sure. um, but yeah, love the pickups so far. I don't know how many spots they have left. I'd have to look at it. I'm sure they have a few uh, still still to go. Probably need another guard or definitely need another guard. But I mean, Ruben can slide into the one. That's what makes it so interesting is that you have Ruben, who is just a versatile freaking guy. That's, that's going to be a good team. I mean, people yeah. are talking a lot about UAB, you know, because it's obviously like, um, people look at Memphis. People look at FAU as the top two in the in the American right now. And then it's like after that, it's like who's going to step into third? North Texas, UAB, both of them are going to be really good. So, yeah. All right. <clears throat> For our next guest, look at us seamlessly transitioning. Don't even have to edit this podcast. This is great. Um, let let's get the layout right before I add him in. We got none other than Ishmael Johnson. Was good, boys. Now you got a fancy mic. That's crazy. <laughs> no, it's just a cover on a regular Yeti. It's still crazy. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we had uh, John Bugs on before you on this. Oh podcast. man, I gotta, so, I gotta, I gotta step up here. That's what we were talking uh, North Texas basketball on here for a bit. Yeah, uh, we wanna, did y'all, we did y'all dance on the 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 corpse of UTSA basketball or what's? Yeah, yeah. He, <laughs> Well, did, y'all, thing... did y'all all do the Nigerian funeral dance on <laughs> hoisting Steve Henson's casket? <laughs> we should have just asked him, been like, yo, what's up with Steve Henson? Yeah, what's, go- yeah. what's going on over there? Tell us, tell us what really happened. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. He was the, uh, he was, all he said was, uh, I was like, we were like, are you ready to play defense in North Texas? And he was like, well, you know, I've been a good defender my, my whole career, junior college. It's just last year, UTSA, you know. It wasn't really a point of emphasis. Yeah, he said, I think I think the quote was this defense wasn't like a thing that they did there. Yeah, something like that. It was like, all right. Like, hey, you know what? Well, we, we all we all saw the game, so I, I like, guess we, 
we know we know it's like he said no disrespect i was like you know what? it's not disrespect it's honest they were it's honest it man we all saw like, the game henson don't care about defense we know this <laughs> we've been on this but all right we gotta talk football here because let's go a, we got we got football to talk about um where do we even start with this because we wanted we wanted you on to get like an outsider perspective even though obviously you're an insider but you're like state i get out. what you mean i get what you mean insider outsider yeah um first of all i think if we go back to last year mm-hmm. like we start with the seth the troll era the end of the seth the troll era because i don't think i ever got your opinion on this what was your thoughts on the seth latrell firing decision to fire him because it was debated up yeah. and down you know he you know they made bowl games they did all this all that and they fired him what were your thoughts on that i guess for me it was, it was kind of one or two ways because I could see the the very critical. I guess there was like a, there was like a vocal. I don't know if it was a minority us. or majority. Minority or majority right. that was that was it was us too. <laughs> it was y'all too. Yeah, exactly. Um, but no, I I could hear the 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 vocal critics. Right, what what the issues were? They couldn't beat anybody out of conference. Um, you know, bowl games. They always seemed to whether or not they had injuries or whatever like i know that mason fine team had a ton of injuries but still like they always came out flat in bowl games you know just wasn't by the time the bowl game came around the party was over nobody really cared um i could see that and i I think for me the if you want to talk about like ceiling there's definitely an argument to be meant there about like what was the ceiling of that team i do think he raised the floor of the program um you know this unt was at least until October, UNT wasn't a wasn't a or November, I should say probably. Uh, UNT wasn't really a doormat um, as as they had been in previous eras, and he brought a lot of talent in. Whether or not he got the most out of that talent, you could say you know that that could be a critical. Um, you can just see the transfers leaving and where they're going to see that they brought in some talent. Um, but whether again, whether or not he had the best uh, coaches or systems to to get the best out of that, that's one thing to be said. Um, I thought it was the best time to move on, if that if that makes sense. Um, if they were staying in Conference USA, yeah, maybe see if they would hold on. I would have understood. Uh, going to the AAC, knowing that your rival UTSA is going with you to the AAC, you know, knowing that you're going to be facing the likes of Tulane and and your crosstown rival SMU, and just knowing how those games have gone in the past, um, I definitely saw that there was like a there was room for change because as much as as much as like when UNT was like in November in particular, when they were really good, usually the past couple of years, especially when they really got rolling, they were pretty interesting to watch. They were, they were very physical. They had, you know, last year they had a lot of good, they had a lot of depth in the backfield. The quarterback position, obviously just really just took what he had after Mason fine. And he never really seemed to figure out that position. Um, despite trying to bring in 20 different arms every off season, it felt yeah. like, um, yeah. We but they always lottery like, tickets. That's what we we would always liken it. We said he's just buying all the lottery scratch offs. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Let me get a Jason Ruder. Let me get a let me get a Grant Canell. Let me yeah, see. Exactly. And then nobody would just bend nobody would bench Austin on it. Um and so and so like, yeah, I I get it. It, it they were there was like an identity out at some point there became an identity to his team. So it took a while to get there, but um I think talent wise, I think, I think if anything you learned about Seth Luttrell or the era is that you can bring talent to UNT um, and that the floor should rightly be around six wins. Right. But then eventually the ceiling, you want to start punching into the, the early Seth Luttrell area where they were competing for double digit wins and things like that. Yeah. I think you worded it well there. Sorry, Colin, go ahead. No, you're fine. So I I really like what you said about how Seth raised the floor, because I feel like not enough credit is given to him for that. Mm -hmm. Do you think Eric Morris is the right hire for him to raise the floor even higher? Because obviously AAC is a yeah. different level. You already mentioned Tulane, uh, Memphis, SMU, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. How well do you like that Eric Morris? How much do you like that Eric Morris hire? Yeah, I think, I mean, for those for those listening that don't know, I'm a Texas State alum, and Eric Morris was tied to the Texas State job as well. Um, there's some back and forth on what happened there, whether he pulled out or whether, you know, because UNT was coming or whether or not Texas State moved on. Um He's an intriguing hire. I, I definitely think that out of the names that were floated around, I probably would have leaned him or I think Garrett Riley was somebody who was mentioned as well. Yeah. Um, I would have probably leaned more him, uh, uh, 
Morris in terms of head coaching experience. Yeah. I think a lot of people forget that UIW was an awful job before he got there, like a bad job. Bruni, you grew up in San Antonio. That was a doormat of a program yeah. before he got there. Like it was, they won maybe one or two games. The facilities were awful. And he turned them into, you know, getting to the playoffs. And then I was, and GJ Kenny getting to the semifinals. Like he is a proven head coach. And I think him going from UIW to Wazoo and then bringing his offense there and successfully mm-hmm. doing that with an FCS quarterback, Cam Ward, like Cam Ward's rise. He played triple option in high school. Like yeah. that's insane. Like he, he, he was not a quarterback who should be throwing for 4,000 yards. And Eric Moore saw something there, turned him into that. And I, I think he is, I think he's somebody who, if not, again, it, it's, we're all group of five alums. So it's like, you're not exactly picking from the, the, the best cream of the crop. So you got to take some chances. And so whether or not Eric Morris is that guy, I don't know. I think out of the names that were mentioned, like I wasn't a Kenny Perry guy. I wasn't uh, again, Garrett Riley was the other one. Um, Justin Fuente's thrown out a lot. I wasn't a Justin Fuente guy in terms of raising the ceiling. You got to take a chance. I remember when Kenny Perry was being talked about. And Man, Ken, <laughs> there, there are some stuff that I can tell you off air that oh, <laughs> about, about that that whole. Everyone was like, everyone was like, no, stop. please, God, no, please, please yeah, God, no. it, yeah. If you firing Seth Luttrell to bring in a, a Joey McGuire sick. 2.0 is not, That's it was sick. not it. Um, but I do think that you make the right point. Is that we looked at it when it was one of my favorite podcasts. I think we did was after Eric Morris was hired. Mm-hmm. We laid out the differences between him and Seth Luttrell because they were the same age when hired. I think 37 mm-hmm. when hired. Eric Morris has multiple years as a head coach, um, has more success uh, within his offenses at the lower at the levels that he came from. And honestly, last year could have been hired as the North Texas coach. Like sure. if if Luttrell was fired after last year, which was a conversation. Uh, he like he would have been one of the ones that they were looking at. Like this is a multiple year evaluation from Ren Baker and Jared Mosley at North Texas. So that's where I think is a really interesting hire to where this isn't just a one year thing. This isn't him just coming from being a good offensive coordinator. Like we saw him at Incarnate Word do this. So mm-hmm. that's the exciting part. Um, all right, now as y'all, I know y'all over over there are have already started talking about how good these teams are. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are your expectations for North Texas? Very generally. I'm not going to ask for specifics, but yeah. do you expect them to be good? Yeah. I expect them. I wouldn't be shocked if this year's a little rough. Um, I won't think, I won't think they'll be, I don't think they'll be bad, but again, the AAC, I don't think this is a roster you can turn over and all of a sudden contend in the AAC, um, especially with a lot of the talent they lost. Um, I mean, again, they, it, because it was the system thing, but like losing all those tight ends that are incredible talents. Lose, yeah, Jake Roberts, Varkey's Gums, and then Jair Shorter, receiver, Sean yeah. Gaddy at corner. Uh, that's a Leonard lot of Nixon skill position. Linebacker. Yeah, that's a lot of skill position talent just gone. Um, and so that's going to be tough. But I think that what you'll see is you'll see the the. If I'm a UNT fan, let's put it this way: I don't want to see the past couple years against SMU happen again. Right. Like I, that's all I'm looking for right now. Right. I'm not looking to compete in the AAC right away. That's for who that's for, uh, as he gets his guys in, he puts, he put together a great support staff as well. That's for the recruiting guys to take care of down the line. What I'm looking for is what's this system look like with Chandler Rogers? What, who's the receivers that are going to step up? What's the defense going to look like? Cause that's always been an, uh, you know, uh, Achilles mm-hmm. heel as well. Yep. Offensive line play, things like that. Like I'm just looking for the pieces right now. Um, Obviously, I'm not saying they're going to go, you know, they're not going to be a doormat in the AAC. I think they'll be middle of the pack, punching into that top. But I think right now the top is pretty set with UTSA, Tulane, SMU. Like, I think those guys are in another Memphis as well. Um, But I'll say, like, that next pack, that four to five range, uh, I'd expect us to be in there. And, yeah, no more getting blown up by 30 to your team right across the highway, you know. Yeah, that's what Colin always says. It's, it's about how you how you look when you when you yeah win. Like, because you know, I was so tired of Seth Luttrell getting wins, but then you, the losses they just look so awful. Like, right, it's like, I mean, it's like what yeah. are we doing here? Right, it's like, <laughs> it's like it was the uh, I always go back to that Marshall game two uh, two years yeah. ago where yeah, it's well, like every, like it was nobody was at the stadium. You're getting your butt kicked by Marshall, who was fine but not incredible, and it's like what are we doing? You know the and he had like 
obviously you have every year you have that loss to SMU, but he always had that one loss in conference, which is like, what are you doing? Like, you know, and that's eventually you just got to have do away with that because those are your peers. Those are the teams that you should be recruiting against and being right there with, you know, you have the best facilities probably in the group of five in the state. Um, and you have some of the best group of five facilities in the country. So it's like, yeah, you shouldn't be getting out muscled for, <laughs> for 60 minutes on the field. Do you think that if Sorry, that if there is a similar look to the team as it has in years past, that there should be that we should give Eric Morris a pass? Or do you think people should be concerned instantly? Uh, if there's a similar look like this year, or like like, like, like in terms of the way where it's like, yeah, you're winning against the teams that you played before. Like if you're giving a game to UTSA, but you're getting destroyed by Tulane or SMU, right. like you did in the past. Like how? Because because my thing is with Seth, obviously in his first year, mm-hmm. no one thought that, they, that anything was going to happen. Obviously, you lose to Portland State, sixty-six to whatever. Right. doesn't matter and then uh you give them that year and there's all that upward momentum there was almost a mistake there because you're like it's always going to be that next year mm-hmm. i don't want to go too far ahead in eric morris but how how much do you want them want eric morris to pass the eye test obviously i expect yeah. a few blowouts but if it's an smu thing where you're losing by 30 or you're losing to tulane or all those other teams that are on that upper echelon is there is there is that going to be a problem for you um i think the i mean no, i think the eye test will be something to keep an eye on because they're let's put it this way. I, I've been a big fan of Chandler Morris for a while. Um, when I started at Dave Campbell's, he was his last couple of years. I think it was his last year at Lake Ridge and covering Texas state. You know, I, I, what was that? Chandler Rogers. No, what did I, what did I say? Chandler Morris. Chandler, we, we say, we do that all the time. We, we do, do that, that all the time, time on this podcast. <laughs> Eric Morris, Chandler Rogers. Anyway, Chandler Rogers. Um, it's been, I've been a fan of his for a while. Cause I cover, I started covering a high school at a statewide level his last year at Lake Ridge mm-hmm. and then tech States in the Sun Belt until I saw him at ULM. And so like, what I would like to see is him kind of work his magic with a quarterback who hasn't always been in the best situation, who has talent, who has capabilities and him married with that system because i remember when morris first started at uiw it was john copeland who wasn't this stellar quarterback he right was he was yeah argyle he was he was fine right he wasn't this guy who lit up the lit up the field but they made the playoffs with him right and obviously cam ward is kind of his latest project and it was like okay there's some if you have tools and you have capabilities he's able to tailor something to you and i like eventually with seth luttrell i think the the biggest thing that i after Mason Fine, it every year you try to figure out what the offense was, and it was like, what's the, what? Is, okay, are you are you air raid right? Because that's what you did with air, with with uh, Mason Fine, but okay, you have some good running backs. Okay, he likes to run the ball. He's a former fullback, so like, what what is what was his mentality? He kind of changed it up on the go. It felt like uh, every year, um, and so if I'm with Eric Morris, I feel like there's like a blueprint, right? It's yeah. gonna hinge on quarterback play. It's going to be about getting the most out of your quarterback. If you have a big arm, it's about getting stretching the field. If you don't, it's about spreading it around horizontally, you know. And I would just think eye test wise, that's what I'm hoping to see is right. Is like seeing that identity play out on the field. Cause I think that's another thing that hurt Seth Latrell was he, when he didn't have a quarterback, it was like, I don't know what 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 you run, you know. Yeah. You, you have talent, so you win games, but you're not exactly uh it's not exactly the most uh predictable yeah. thing. Uh, speaking of quarterbacks, real quick. Yep. Uh, how surprised are we, or are you, that Grant Gannell just continues to like not be able to find a home? Man, that that is a that is a journey. Well, hopefully he has found a home. Uh, talking to Sam Houston, they has they're 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 really excited about him. They've been they had some quarterback. Um, I'll just tell you, they thought they had Chandler Rogers um, <laughs> before uh, before uh, I think they they were conversing with him, I believe. And then yeah. I think Cal called and then of course UNT called and he never called them back. So, um, so they're actually very happy to get uh Grant and L cause they were Text went green. They were, they're really happy about Grant and L. Um, he, his career is wild. I mean, this is a guy who started as a freshman at Arizona, right. Yeah. And like still holds the passing records for all of Texas high school football. Mm-hmm. I think there's been some, without getting into names, I think there's been some issues with his um, uh, with his handling and decision-making as far mm-hmm. as, like, why he's transferring and leaving certain places. I don't think he – I don't think he's an issue. Let's put it that way. I think he has – he has talent and he has capabilities. I think that once things – I mean, put it this way. when From what I heard at Memphis 
when he transferred there, he was in line to be the guy at Memphis. Mm-hmm. I think that Seth Hennigan, I think that they kept it open theoretically um, yeah. with Seth Hennigan and got there. He was going to be in line to start, but somebody got in his ear and said, oh, they're not naming you the guy. Go to North Texas, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think that kind of ruined his That's ruined great. his trajectory mm-hmm. a little bit because he can't just be bad after starting as a freshman at Arizona, right? He's not right. he's not trash, right? So I think maybe there's been, there been some lapses in judgment there. Um, yeah. According to Sam Houston, he's you know I'll put it this way: he's probably the best guy that they're going to have since Eric Schmidt, who won the title a couple years ago. Um, and according to him, he's according to them, he has his head on right, but. Yeah, that's just unfortunate for. Yeah, <laughs> that's been an unfortunate it, career for him. Yeah, it's it's just interesting bringing it up to to look yeah. at it. But yeah, yeah. That, the North Texas quarterback, we we've been that's been the hot button for us is going through Jace Reuter, um, Stone Earl, and Chandler Rogers. Um, but I I think we all expect Chandler Rogers to win the job. Like it would be surprising if Chandler Rogers did not win the job. It was surprising to us, however that he wasn't getting reps early on yeah. and it seemed like jace ruder was getting all the reps and all the stats and all the right. numbers and it was like okay is this thing about to happen because we've seen jace ruder people forget jace ruder beat beat out austin Ani mm-hmm. in the 2021 season for yeah. the starting job when he came from north carolina and we were like hey i said i was like hey this guy needs to start because i'm tired of austin Ani. that was 2021 mm-hmm. and then he goes out there and played some of the worst quarterbacking i've ever seen from a quarterback yeah um so i was like all right it's been two years has he changed and uh i i I think chandler rogers is still the quarterback though i would be shocked if he's not i'd be be angry because that means that it's a that it was a whiff and then we have to go back to jace right right yeah that'd that'd be the biggest thing for me is like oh your big transfer is like turns out to not be the guy you know because that was the thing that i had problem with seth is you bring in all these quarterbacks you'd have six quarterbacks in the roster and you'd still play the same one you've had since before mason or since mason so it's like yeah it's awesome um Let's see what else I have here. So I guess to to re make sure we hit on this in the American, are you are you worried about North Texas long term? Do you think they have a bright future long term? I guess when you look at everything in terms of facilities, fan support, uh, structure, coaching mm-hmm. now, the ability to get talent, would you where do you think they stack up in the American as it's currently constituted? I mean, in the American, I think that it's not. I'm not worried about them in the American. I think that where they are right now is take, take on the field out of it. Just like as far as money, funding, all that stuff. I think they're near the top in the American. Um, Not every, you can look at just the availability of an indoor facility. You can look at Apogee stadium. You can just look at a lot of resources that they were able to throw at Eric Morris's staff, right? Things like that. Like they're there, they have resources. Money's not an issue. Um, You can look at some of the programs like, usf and see like oh yeah this isn't they're not you know not everybody here is flush with cash right usf or utsa or utsa who can't afford to fire their basketball coach because their football coach wanted a general manager um so like yeah like you know you could look at things like that and so i i I think that it's not i don't know i think this is the right move um obviously i think you're still a little bit of ways from getting with an smu right but that's a donor thing right that's not really a uh, facilities thing they have they have different money at smu than unt does uh private versus public things like that um but i think that there i don't know there's no reason why that utsa should be shouldn't be should be up there and UT, unt shouldn't right that's like you can just as a face comparing one to one that's what you can look at right it's just like utsa is like up there with smu right now there's no reason that unt shouldn't have expectations to be up there whether that'll happen this year probably not next year maybe we'll see um they have the money to get it done and now it seems like i'm going to get back on the latrell versus morris thing like you know the fact that seth latrell was able to get talent in without really utilizing dfw recruiting Right. Like that's something that that Morris can helpfully hopefully build on where it's like you have he basically ceded that territory to, to SMU where it's like, yeah, they can have all of DFW basically. Um, the billboards up. Uh, right, yeah. yeah, they can hang, they can straight up hang yeah. billboards up from Duncanville all the way to South Lake Carroll and say, yeah, this is Dallas's program. It's like, what are you doing here? The Dallas jerseys and everything. It's crazy. Yeah, like, I mean, stand oh, up. <laughs> yeah, literally, yeah, stand up, literally. I mean, Morris walks into South Oak Cliff and gets three kids, and it's like, yeah. oh, look, cool, look how easy that was, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. It makes no, that's really sense. funny. 
Go ahead, Con. Um, so we had a we had a poll the other day. Yep. Which is again something that's that's a little bit more fun. We had a poll the other day of who's everyone's favorite NFL North Texas player. Ooh. We got killed for it because we didn't uh, apparently list everyone that everyone wanted, and it didn't make sense for me, sense to me. No, tell them tell them who we didn't list. Uh, well, the only person we didn't list that should have been on there instead okay. of Patrick Cobbs was going to be uh, uh, Zach Moore. We yeah, we but we had Moore. we had Lance Dunbar in our mentions. <laughs> Lance Dunbar Yo! quoted our poll. The he poll was upset. Included Jeffrey Wilson, uh, Mean Joe Green, and Patrick Cobbs, and then other. We're like, okay, cool, other. And uh, Lance Dunbar quotes it and says something like, wow, couldn't even make the poll. And I'm <laughs> like, Jeffrey Wilson has already doubled your stats. You know, disrespecting the, Cowboys legend Lance in Dunbar. The NFL. I was like, if anything, we should put Zachary Orr up here. Zach Orr should have been, or Craig That's, Robertson, one right. of these two. Lance Dunbar is not making the top four NFL players here. Um, and then the, everybody in the comments was like, man, y'all just don't remember Lance Dunbar. Y'all just too young. Y'all don't do this. I'm like, we're talking NFL. We're not talking. I was about to say Dallas is what? Third running back. Yeah. Someone yeah. Said, oh, yeah. He ran for 250 on K state. I'm like, is that the NFL? Is that the <laughs> yeah. NFL? Yeah. Is that, is that the NFL? No, he was the third string behind Marion Barber in dallas sorry sorry i call in. i don't know where you're going with that question but i'm just i, I was just gonna ask him who his, who his favorite uh north texas nfl player was oh that's a good question um <laughs> bruni just kind of got a little heated there sorry <laughs> he's still still very very sensitive to that that's yeah because oh, or is a good or is a solid one just because like i remember that like that was like one of the first like UNT players, I remember going to the NFL. Yeah, and um, all pro. He was all yeah. pro, and then he got injured. Yeah, yeah. Um, or is a good one. I might go Patrick Cobb. I might go Patrick Cobb. I might you like one. Patrick Cobb's that much? I like Patrick Cobb's, man. I, I really do. Um, See, it was great to put Patrick Cobb's in the poll. All right, good job. See, that's job. the only reason I put him in there, because I knew he'd be a fan favorite. Look Honestly, I think not including him or others is a good idea just to stir up content. You know, you Right, know, right. It worked. Yeah. I mean, hey, Lance Dunbar. I was about to say, it worked. Clearly, clearly gets people fired up. Yeah. Who knew Lance Dunbar was going to get it going? I love that oh. Mason's fine name was thrown in there. And it's like, hey, I, Again. I don't want to have to say anything bad, but he's in the NFL. I was about NFL. to say, you don't want to do that. <laughs> I'm in the NFL. Like, I just read the question. Um, That's awesome. is, is there a North Texas moment that you think of that, that you're like, damn, that was a North Texas moment I always think of? And it, it doesn't have to be this. But I know you were in attendance when North Texas beat Texas State in the NIT two years ago. All right, listen. In the what's, Super what's what, what are you in, All right. in overtime, double All overtime, right. whatever it was. And Texas right. State was up like five with like 10 seconds left and choked mm-hmm. the game away. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, mm-hmm. do you have another favorite moment? All right. Um, I'm going to ignore that like I always do. Uh, <laughs> that was a great game. <laughs> it sucks because that was a great game. Uh, that's what makes it suck more. Was that uh, the picture Colin Kennedy posted? Yes, you, that's every time. Back? Every time I say something questionable to Colin, he always posts that picture of him looking at me at the game because it was me, him, Nick Harris, Ashley Pickle, and I think Mallory. Mallory uh, was there as well. Yeah, <sighs> I was surrounded great. by a UNT fan. I think Gabe Brooks was there too. I hate that game so much. What a guy! Yeah. <sighs> Just step out on time. Hey, not a time to be around all those people, huh? I was listen. I was cooking for like seventy percent of that game. <laughs> I was feeling great. I was feeling great, ready to walk out of there with a dub, and then they forget to close out on Tyler Perry. Anyway, um, yeah, I'd say honestly, what year was? Oh no, the bussy catch. Rico, the the the, mm. the the bussy catch against UTSA. Oh, UTSA. The drive. Yeah, yeah, the drive. drive. That was awesome. Like that was, I think. That might have been the first, might have been the first UTSA UNT game I watched in full. Um, because I don't know were were they? I can't remember you because I think UNT wasn't quite there. Yet. They weren't really hitting their stride under Seth yet. That was 2017. That was the second. That was the second that season. Was the year right? they got destroyed by FAU in the championship game. Yes. Yeah, that was 2017. Right. Yes. And so, uh, yeah, so UTSA was like riding, they had the bowl game, you know, they were really sailing under Frank Wilson and like they were, they had all the momentum and then UNT. Yeah. That, that game was, was awesome. Like genuinely. Um, I think Apogee was rocking then. I think they had just gotten their ass kicked by SMU. So like, again, it was like you, uh, the UNT really hadn't hit its real, real stride yet. Um, I think the next year was Sunny Dyke's first year. So they finally beat SMU. And so that was um, the moment for me. 
was it the Oklahoma game? A lot of people would game? a lot of people would take the Arkansas game. Yeah. The Arkansas win was was great for us. It was Arkansas great, but Arkansas was wasn't great. great that In year. hindsight, that game was not even like a big win. The right, SMU right. Win that year, <laughs> the SMU win that year, the first game of the season to curb stomp SMU. Yeah, that was at nuts. home. That was, was the most fulfilling win I've ever had. Yeah. Student fan supporter, just hopefully you know we get we get that again at some point. You know that was that would, that would be nice. I unfortunately yeah. can only think of bad moments, so I'm not. <laughs> no, you know, Colin, you know what moment I think of. What? Is the at your house when we watched them lose to Charlotte <laughs> on the Hail Mary esque play, then, and oh, then they no. used to ODU the next week or was the and week they before they lost it. They just that twenty. <laughs> I was thinking about it, Colin. Look at that twenty twenty one season. All the bad losses. How did we? We just there's, lost our mind. The, is that the year Charlotte ODU? I'm sorry, it's the twenty nineteen uh, Rice that year when Mason finds his last chance yeah, of getting the bowl game. That was, that was the saddest crazy. game that ever. That was the saddest. Oh, and we I drove down there. They lost to Rice. And we drove down there for that game. Drove to Houston. Oh, they were no. five and no, they were four and six. They had to beat Rice and they had to beat UAB to make a bowl game. They lose to Rice, <laughs> who had not won a game yet. Rice ended up winning like three games at the end of the year. Yeah. To lose to Rice, and everybody's just sobbing. I had never <laughs> been in such a sad scene. Um, oh my god, that is awful. Win. There's so Shout many sad Mason. moments. Oh, 2019. Yeah, 20. I don't know why I don't remember 2019 being that. Oh, 2019 why. was. <laughs> we literally, ish. I don't know if you remember, but we literally yeah. had magazine covers. Like we were going. This is it. That was our hashtag. This is it. Was our hashtag because this really? was the year we had 26 seniors with Mason Fine and right all these Last guys. Ride with them. Yeah, all of them. Here I have the cover. Here's the cover. Oh no! Look at That's that. Crazy. Oh. Look at that. That's crazy. Four and eight. I don't remember that. Four year. and eight. Four and eight. I don't remember that year being that bad. Oh my god! It I was erased it from my memory. Just, it was really bad. It was really bad. And that's when uh, Seth started to, you know, that so. was done. 2020, Yeah. No. Yeah, that was bad. Yeah. All right. That's it. Um, that's it. Well, good, good talking to you, Ish. Yeah, uh, man. We appreciate you for coming on. Uh, this was a great podcast. We had. It was we had seamless basketball. transitions too. You know, yeah, I told great. I texted it. producer extraordinaire over here. I said, just get in here. He said, all right, and here we go. All right, uh, that's all we got for y'all today. Hope y'all enjoyed the episode. Um, leave us a five star rating review on the Republic of Football, a podcast network. Again, we will link it at the bottom of the YouTube channel. Uh, we appreciate everybody watching on YouTube as well. That's continued to to go well. We're getting uh, more and more viewers every episode, so we appreciate that. Um, We'll have more guests coming on next week. We'll see if we can get any players or coaches on the football side. If not, I think we have some more basketball we can we can always do, dip into if we need mm. it. Um, but, yeah, thank you all for joining us, and we will talk to you all later.